This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming? It's got to be easier than coming out of the closet, right? <laughs> and not to mention, it includes their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws. So get yourself Manscaped or the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT by going to manscaped.com. Get that shit, Mr. Mo. Okay, I am recording. You are. I'm ready to rock and roll. Recording or podcast. Casitos, <laughs> we are so cool. Except for Simo's herpes. Tell me why you didn't this go to the so clinic. Tell me why this, you should this gotten song to the doctor. Is by far one of my favorites. Tell me why. So to is use your this as ammunition so against itchy? me is really fucked up. <laughs> you can pick a song that I'm not so close to. Uh, this song, in fact, was me and my ex-girlfriend's song in high school. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, my God, I love Kevin. And she's like, oh, really? If I learned anything from uh, family gatherings is uh, you got to get them, hit them where it hurts and hit everything they care about. And that's the way to do it. Valid. All right. We're going to do this in uh, three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Dude. Dude. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris... Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Fragile Podcast. How's it going, Mr. Moon? Yo, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Oh, yeah? You're good. Just living the dream, sir. Are you asking me? Or are you saying you're living the dream? <laughs> I didn't know. Was that a yeah, question? Yeah, I was like, uh, yes. Now, <clears throat> usually when things end in a question sound, it, it is asking oh, you. I didn't, to, I didn't catch uh, as a question a sound. I thought you. Okay, okay. So, so you thought it was okay, like. Let's try, so, let's try it again. So let's you thought I said. I'm uh, good. I'm good. <laughs> and you? So here. Yeah, let's do this very questiony. So everybody knows that it's okay. indeed a question. Okay, uh, okay. Oh, so you are living the dream? Question mark, question mark. Um, yes, sort of. Well, let me tell you about my weekend. Go on. Okay, so I go to I go out to the bars, I'm dancing, and let's just say Becky was overserved and flailing her arms. I, I think she might have just gotten engaged because her engagement ring hit me in the eye. Oh so I have a cut on the side of my eye. She's like Oh my god. I was like, what the hell? And she's like, I was dancing. I said, bitch, no, you weren't. That was not dancing. That was lethal. <laughs> Let me show you dancing. And Seema broke out into a 2007 Greek scene choreography right then and there. 
and uh, won the whole bar over. So, so I guess that explains <laughs> the eye patch situation you have going on right well, now. Well, I just feel embarrassed because I work in eye care, and I'm walking around, and I have this, like, little cut inside my... It looks like... It, it, it looks like eye herpes. Well, at least when people call you a butt pirate now, it totally makes sense. You know, because the eye patch thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See <laughs> I, for the longest time, thought that BP, like for gas stations, stood for butt pirate. <laughs> My sister told me that a long time ago. Oh, yeah, and I was like, that's so inappropriate. Um, what can you do? And then I want to tell you that. So it's it's um, not a surprise to our listeners. Lots of antidepressants. My whole family does. I take them my whole life. It is what it is. He eats them like Skittles. Just rap, rap, rap. Yeah. <laughs> I grind them up and I snort them. It makes my <laughs> gums numb. So when I when I don't take them, I get super nauseous. I gotta go through withdrawal. I get nauseous and dizzy and I sweat a lot. And so there was some like snafu in my doctor's office at the and at the pharmacy. And like one was like I sent the order in, and then the other one was like, we never got it, and so just going back and forth, and then over the weekend, long uh, long story short, I went like a week without having my medicine, and I was like a wreck, like an emotional, like hot oh. mess of a wreck. So yesterday, I'm in line at the pharmacy at Dwayne Reed, and I was feeling a little woozy, and I said, do you guys have a chair? And they said, no, sir. They had a chair, but some old bitch was sitting in that. And I, and I wanted them to get her up out of it because clearly I needed to sit down. Next thing I know, they woke me up off the floor and I had dropped. Apparently, I passed out and I had dropped a bottle of ragu and it shattered. So I was just so embarrassed. But they woke me up and I saw the tomato sauce and I was like, is that my blood? <laughs> I was just about to say, someone probably thought you were dead. And then um, they were like, what medications are you on? And I was like, funny you ask. I would like to be on my, like, my happy pills. But y'all being so freaking stingy with that shit. Jesus. But all is good now. I'm back on my drugs. And you got a free bottle of ragu. <laughs> it was just so mopping off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was such a priss. I was like, I was like, is that my blood? They're like, no. I was like, what is it? And they're like, you dropped a bottle of tomato sauce. And I was like, oh. You, and I was like, you wasted did it get on my ragu. shoes? <laughs> they were like, did it? They're like, what's what's wrong? I was like, did it, did it get on my shoes? And they're like, I don't know. Why don't you look like, down, oh, sir? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I've fainted but before. I wasn't and it about is anything crazy. Else. Yeah, yeah. Fainting is it's such a weird feeling, too, because it's like. You kind of feel it coming on, but then next thing you know, it's over. So it's like, oh shit, you're just so disoriented. I fainted on campus uh, at the dining room as like the the lady was making me a sandwich. And I'm literally staring at her making me this sandwich. And as she like grabs the turkey and slaps it on the bread, I just remember being like, wow, why is she being so aggressive with my turkey? And then all of a sudden, like I just started feeling like, whoa. And then next thing I know, I'm like looking up and there's like my roommate and like four other strangers are looking at me like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was just face up on the ground like, oh shit. And uh, yeah. They, all the guys that worked there were like in work release programs. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yep. I remember this guy that, that was the stir fry guy. He was so cool. All these tattoos. And I was like, what's the tattoo in your face mean? And he was like, which one? I was like, the teardrop. Oh! He was like, I killed a man. And I was like, great. And now you're holding um, butcher knives and you're on a college campus. 
It's like, great. Can, can I have my sandwich now, please, sir? <laughs> but I remember the first time I got in trouble with judicial affairs, um, getting busted with a fake ID by the cops, and like running to the dining hall to show him, look, 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 I'm a convict. You know, God. he was like, not, not quite, but good try. <laughs> oh, man. Those guys were cool. Um, I miss them. So I had a couple people tell me that I was racist from a couple um, episodes ago. Oh, God. You? Why? Because apparently... Um, Wait, let me guess. Is, okay. it, is, it, is it all the things that you have said about me and my people over the four seasons of the podcast? Okay. <laughs> I What I had said was that um, some Europeans, uh-huh. I guess they prefer their pheromones, whereas I prefer uh, <laughs> deodorized armpits. <laughs> Who knew that French people and Greek people were a separate race? respectively, and that I was racist. I was going to say, aren't those all white people? Just different kinds of white they people? They are. I guess Greeks are very olive skin. You know, they have great tans. Like a good personal friend, Andrew Chanberry, is Greek. And, uh, you know, I hate him, but he looks uh, quite tan all year long. You know, he kind of looks, like, looks like a light-skinned Andrew, Mexican. <laughs> they're all Greek, and I'm sure they all used deodorant, and I'm happy for that. But some people that come over to visit, I just noticed in my experience... Um, didn't get the memo about deodorant but i apologize for what may have been insensitive comments but for yeah, those of but, you who but that's not a racist, race it's not a race i'm gonna yeah. tell you that you might be kind of stupid yeah sorry about it because you're going at your own people here if anything you know and like i said in in brooklyn they kind they kind of do you know what i um I met, well there's such I a thing as my, too woke like wannabe woke where it's like they just like get offended at anything and everything like you want to be in the middle woke guys like Nah, you know, don't go, don't go too far over to the woke side because you're just gonna look like an ass. Totally. <laughs> I I met I met my uh, this girl in my friend's dating, and uh, I was like, I was like, where do you live? She's like, Brooklyn. I said, oh. And then she's like, I'm a Sagittarius. Um, I'm I'm a uh, Gemini Gemini rising. Um, oh, my man. um, you know, Saturn or Mercury is in uh, you know. Uh, I don't know, cancer, and I'm, I'm a triple Leo, X, Y, Z, and blah, blah, blah. And um, I was like, oh, okay. And I, I told my friend, like, I bet you she doesn't wear deodorant. And then um, somehow we were talking about, um, like, fragrances, and she was like, I don't wear deodorant. White women in Brooklyn, zero. Chris, one. <laughs> I guess I'll uh, start making those Simos a racist Facebook group. Like they get some traction. Maybe someone will come to my birthday party. Just Let me ask that. you this: <laughs> If I was racist, would I go tanning? I rest my case. <laughs> you just solve racism right there. <laughs> I hope you know that. <laughs> well, so all the good people of France, wee 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 wee, wee and um, I don't know. That's um, true. We do have listeners over there too. So, so maybe we'll uh, when we do the apology tour this season. We'll have to include a little chapter on the French, because I do like them. I do want to know that, too, and not be hated. So, uh, note to self, make some more projects. Oh, by the way, I woke up last night in the middle of the night, like, fucking choking. And I don't know what the hell happened. It was like I couldn't breathe, and I just, like, woke up, like, <laughs> and I, like, got out of bed 
And I literally could not catch a breath for like a good like maybe eight seconds, which was so scary. And then Julie got out of bed like freaking out like, oh my God, are you okay? So what I did, <laughs> I like couldn't speak. So I just grabbed a cup of water and I chugged and then like opened up my airwaves. And then I was able to catch my breath. But I was like, what the fuck? This is how I die. So I don't know what the hell that was about. Do you think maybe you should go get tested for sleep apnea? I was Googling it and they said it could be that. And another thing that is, gets thrown around, it could have been just like uh, acid reflux that just went up and I like closed up my passageway. But I definitely think I want to get looked into that because people die of that shit. And that was scary. So I'd rather not have that happen again what did you eat the night before what if what if did you by chance eat her vagina and then you're like babe listen this was your your funky cooch (laughs) threw me through a loop (laughs) (laughs) i guess i'll never do it again (laughs) yeah it's always my turn and hold on as i do this scary stop stop eating this pillow you jerk yeah that had to you know I, i have a co-worker who brings this machine with him when he goes on trips and is, has, has his own little like separate like um, luggage as a carry on. And so when he and he goes like on vacations and whatnot, he brings this like breathing machine as this mask. He wears, yeah, like, yeah, it's pretty quiet. But I think to myself, like, how do you maintain a relationship like that? But then again, Julie, if you see her sleep, it's like half funny, half terrifying. On a nightly basis, she'll like scream, she'll laugh. She literally had a work call as she slept. Like like she was not on the actual phone, but she was having a work conversation, but she wasn't saying words. So it sounded like, I don't know if you remember that game, The Sims, on the computer. Whenever they would talk, it would just be like, that's literally what the fuck she was doing. It was like four in the morning, and I just wake up to like. Maybe she was choking you. Maybe That's true. she was crazy out of her damn mind and choking you in your sleep. That's, That's what it true. was. That's true. She did look uh, uh, quite like tired for some reason. Like she was like very out of breath herself. I was like, wait, weren't you asleep? She was kind of sweaty too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. She before you went to sleep, she's like. This motherfucker took the last nugget for the last time. <laughs> he took the last fry for the last time. He, why come? He always gets the big piece. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so does does your dog does Stella sleep in like the, a kennel? No, Stella snuggles up next to us, and it is adorable. Can she? jump on the bed and jump off the bed okay or is she too small uh well she could do it but we actually bought these like like tiny little stair sets it's like three little steps so it's right next to the bed so she can just run up and down it and it's quite adorable okay (laughs) i'm actually recording uh rather from my usual studio room i'm literally right in the living room because uh she was snuggling next to me on the couch and i just could not bring myself to leave this snuggliness so i literally just brought my entire equipment everything out here <laughs> just so i could get some stuff she's so, <laughs> too damn cute you guys i can't resist like if it's up to like me i would probably like not do anything ever again and just do all my shows from my living room like snuggling my dog that would be that would be my dream you know what my roommate's cat likes to snuggle with me but i'm recording a podcast so i 
I put her in my backpack and then I shoved that inside of a large piece of luggage and it's underneath my bed just to muffle the sound a bit. You know, that's what you got to do. And then you got to make sure that there's no holes in it whatsoever because now the sound you can carry out, you know, and interrupt the podcast. And we are professionals here. So you want to make sure that that doesn't happen. So uh, good, good work. Very, very impressed with you. Uh, that's actually, uh, what I did, what I had to do with, uh, with Timmy this week. He's, uh, you know, cause we're not in our usual studio where we're separated and he is quite loud. So I actually have him in a suitcase myself and he's just in the bathroom right now. And he's kind of just pushing buttons in there. And are you okay in there, Timmy? Just knock twice. Okay. He's good. Yeah. He's totally good. Okay. Good. Yeah. I heard this like muffled sound and I was like, is it the cat trying to communicate? Did I fart? Does it matter? No, I'm single. Fart away. <laughs> so what is today's topic? So today's topic is a fantastic little topic, Mr. Mo. So here's the thing. We're big movie guys here. We're both actors in the biz and uh, we're both fans as well. So there's a lot of stuff that we like to watch. You know, we, we, I feel like we've covered a lot of the realm of pop culture and film, if you will. Because we were quite the connoisseurs. Pinkies up. Now, with that being said, when you have such an eye for detail as we do, you're going to find things to poke at. You're going to find things that you don't like. You're going to find things that you don't enjoy in said films. And this is what brings us here today. Because we here at the Frat Chat Podcast are here to talk about the worst movie scenes ever to us. Now, note, this is to us, so if you have a problem with our shit, this does not mean this is the definite worst movie scenes ever, 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 ever. We're not the deciders of stuff like that. But with that being said, it's time for us to present to you our worst movie scenes ever. This is stuff that we don't like. These are things that maybe it's a plot hole. Maybe it's just something that we found stupid. Maybe it's something that just doesn't make any sense. We'll explain why we don't like it. And if you agree with us, make sure you tag us at Frat Chat Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram, and let us know why. Or hashtag it. Here, we hear the kids very into hashtagging. Uh, it's just this new thing that's been out for the last couple days. I don't know if you guys know about it yet. So yeah, hashtag Frat Chat Podcast, and uh, let us know. What's your first one? What's your first scene? So my first one is from the very popular, yet kind of old at this point movie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And this movie has one popular scene that people usually rip on, which is when, like, Grandpa Joe, who's supposedly too old and weak to work, and thus is, like, bedridden, literally finds out that uh, uh, Charlie won this golden ticket to the factory, and he just, like, jumps out of bed, and he starts, like, doing this, like, aggressive dancing. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. you, you can't work, but you can't dance? I got a golden Bullshit. ticket. <laughs> yeah. I got a golden ticket. And how do you assume that I'm taking you, old man? Like, what the fuck? However... That is not the scene I'm talking about here. Within that same scene, there is something deeper going on that no one ever talks about. I know that they're all like really poor and all, but why do all four of the grandparents share one bed? Like what kind of weird cuckold orgy situation is going on here? <laughs> Ew! Yeah. Like I don't care how poor I ever become. If I walk into my home and I find Julie's parents in bed with my parents, I'm going to lose my shit, okay? I'm gonna have some fucking questions. Like, ew. And why do men wear nightgowns? Which makes this situation even weirder. Because that means their old dangly balls are just laying there. And they're like head to toe here. So that means like, like occasionally the foot goes into places not supposed to. And then you have my mom having a toe full of Julie's dad's balls in the scenario. And I'm not having it. 
Ew. I would rather lay on the floor. Yeah, let's just say go sleep on the couch, dude. Like their, their house was like four stories. You tell me that's the only place you guys can sleep or take turns. You guys can take the morning shift to sleep and then we'll take the evening shift to sleep. We'll do every three hours or something. What the fuck? That bed is huge. You guys would be very, way more comfortable if you just took turns. Come on. Valid. That's valid. Okay. That I mean, I agree with that 100%. You know what I'm thankful for? That we live in a world where I can finally stop grooming my boys down there with the wrong trimmer. Oh, yeah? So what have you used? Oh, you name it. Razors, hair clippers, mm-hmm. scissors, mm-hmm. tweezers, my brother's face shaver. You know, the usuals. Your brother's face shaver? <laughs> well, I don't want to use my own. But Ew, anywho, wow. you think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. I like that. Inside, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Plus, their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave, plus it's waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Yeah, protect the delicate holes, my friend. Yeah, I'm very delicate. Oh, and you also can't forget the Manscaped's liquid formulations because they're like the pumpkin pie and ice cream after Thanksgiving dinner. You can't live without them. And those are the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner Spray. Oh, man, your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these formulations. So for our gifters out there, allow Manscaped to seal the deal with two free gifts from in their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favorite. Like, really, seriously, get your mom to love you. (laughs) Trying so hard. Uh, So Manscaped has been busy and just launched the refined body wash and two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner. Both feature the Manscaped signature scents and will help unlock your confidence this year. Your boys and body will be oh so fresh and oh so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. I also thought that like when when the... Oh, what's... What's the, the chunky kid that fell in the chocolate? What was mm-hmm. the, the original? Um, but anyway, big boy. He <laughs> fell in chocolate and no one was like... No one was like really that concerning except for his mom but I thought to myself like you just contaminated all that chocolate I know and then they sold all that chocolate you know (laughs) and then Chernobyl happened coincidence I think not (laughs) the Russians try to tell us (laughs) (laughs) Um, my first one is from a classic movie called Dumb and Dumber and in this scene it's kind of I think that 
this scene kind of happens behind the scenes. But um, the quote-unquote gas man came to um, leave a message for uh, Harry and Lloyd. And they took um, Jim Carrey's pet bird and ripped the head off. Petey! Remember that? Yeah. Petey. At which point, Jim Carrey's character took the bird, taped the head on with duct tape, and then sold it to the local blind kid. Right. I just always thought to myself, this kid is blind but not stupid (laughs) and i just think to myself if you are blind aren't the rest of your senses heightened wouldn't you be able to smell a dead carcass in your hand or wouldn't you be able to be able to hold it and not feel a heartbeat i just to me i was just kind of like this kid's gotta have a touch of downs or something nothing's right with this and then i thought to myself what what parent is watching this kid like where where is this <laughs> yeah who's letting this strange man just go up to him and make these terrible deals like what the fuck <laughs> they just let this totally. poor blind kid sit out there and it was like winter because then they showed the scene he was like in a blanket and stuff out there like it was clearly very cold so yeah maybe uh child services should have been called in this situation because this kid got fucked in more ways than one <laughs> i've always been very caught off guard by that and like that's so weird i don't know <laughs> I think it would have made more sense if he took the head of the bird and, like, I don't know, attached it to a keychain. That's true. Or something. That's I don't true. know. Or maybe they kept it maybe, as a souvenir. You know, you don't want to say goodbye goodbye to Petey, you know. But I give it leeway because it's a brilliant film. That's true. Snubbed at the, at, snubbed at the Oscars. Jeez Louise. Next time. Yeah, right? What the fuck? Anyways, the next one for me comes from the movie adaptation of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. And basically here, Harry Potter has like a late night encounter with his best friend's Ron's sister, Ginny, who he, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, even though this movie came out like fucking 12 years ago, he ends up marrying her in the end. And this late night encounter, you're kind of like... It's supposed to kind of set up that there's like a little bit of something, something going on between them. So you see Ginny seductively like staring at Harry Potter and then like she's like, like stands, starts walking closer and closer to him while he like stands there. And then she drops down to her knees, which I'm sure really excited Harry's magic wand, if you know what I mean. And and then of course she did what uh, women usually do for men when they drop on their knees. Uh, She proceeded to tie his shoe, you guys, because that's like totally like what you do. And I'm just like... You know, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want this to be misconstrued or taken the wrong way. I don't want to witness Harry Potter's first BJ live on film. No, they're like 15. Would have been quite pedophilia. Would have been uh, charges pressed. Would have been this whole thing. But why in the fuck include this awkward scene, anyways? Like it's so weird. What a fucking tease. It just made me feel awkward watching this. Plus, it like totally ruined my erection. <laughs> Not cool. Not cool. You know, um, <laughs> um, the Harry Potter guy was his name, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, he was nude on stage in um the UK for this um play about horses or something or fucking a horse. <laughs> I don't know. It's called, I guess, <laughs> <Equus. laughs> it, was, it was just a horse show. Uh, you know, things got rough for well, a few years after the Harry Potter films. You know, you needed to scrape by. But I think that was a cry for help because he was like, no one's acknowledged the fact that you know this bitch gave me blue balls and now yeah. look at me with this yeah. cry for help 
Yeah, look at, look at my wiener! <laughs> I viciously uh -huh. beat this thing! Ah! Look at my balls! Just bulging things. Alright, I gotta give him props, because, you know, when you play naked in, like, a movie... You know, you kind of one and done it. You do it a couple times for the scenes, but you just do it in front of like the set, and then it comes out live, whatever. But you know, you're not like there in person. We do it in theater. Let me see. He was naked over and over and over again for as long as this play was running, which means like all these people saw his wiener live and in person. That has to be super weird to do. I gotta say. <laughs> I, I hope that he has a nice wang. It's like, I just think it's so embarrassing to like showcase something that isn't like, you know, show worthy. Oh, you know, I, he hired a fluffer in between scenes to just kind of like give him a couple chubs real quick. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually really cold in those theaters. All right. I'm not going out there without a fluffer. I'm putting that directly in my contract. Like, Mom? <laughs> Mom? <laughs> I said bring Uncle Gary. <laughs> He's the only one that does it right. Speaking of sexy time, um, I think the movie Monster Ball is a lovely movie. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, I think that Halle Berry's Oscar winning performance was stellar, an amazing cast, but I just can't, I just can't believe the fact that she turns to, of all people, Billy, Billy Bathorn. says, I, I want you to make me feel good. I can't believe that she got off with that of all people yeah. i mean she's looked in the mirror she knows what she looks like yeah to this day oh, too like oh she, my god she's not even a 10 she's like a 12 dude like like she's like 53 and looks like 33 like what the fuck and billy bob got with her he was like, like 43 then and he looked like 73 then like what the <laughs> I think he was born looking 40. Like, Billy... Ben, oh if if your gosh. name is Billy Bob, you should not be able to be in the same league as Halle Berry. I'm just saying that. If you have two first names as a name, that should not fucking be, like, attainable to you. Even in a movie. This is worse than Adam Sandler and his roles, you know, where he gets, like, Jennifer Aniston in with him and all these super hot women are usually his love interest. This is terrible. I can... <laughs> I just remember watching it and being like, oh... Huh. <laughs> of everyone in the whole town. Uh-huh. Him. There's like a good 12, 13 people in that town. You could have really you could have really done better. Oh my god. I would have just I would rather have played with a toy. I'd rather have taken a plunger and like suctioned it against the wall and just backed up into it than have this old nasty man touch me. You know what I mean? If he is really the best option I have in a town, I literally become a nun. Cause then you get paid benefits, a place to sleep, a cool gown. It'll always be like Halloween to you because you're always getting a cool costume. So, I don't know. That definitely beats looking at Billy Bob Thornton's old dangly balls. Just saying. Mm -mm. I would have given myself my own damn hysterectomy. I would have just grabbed everything <laughs> up out of there and just thrown it at him. Like, you have at it. I don't want nothing to do with nothing. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, you could have done porn. There's things that you could have done that are much better oh. than Billy Bob to get out of that town. Just saying. <laughs> Oh, yucky. Oh, okay, what's your what's your next one? All right, so uh, this next one takes me right into the holiday season, Mr. Bell. And it's from the popular Christmas movie, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen, which I, who I just fucking absolutely love. Now... <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Now, 
Uh, I will say that I love this movie, and it still holds up today. I actually watched it with Julie last Christmas. She had never seen it. But I do have a big problem with a particular scene, which is that... Um, so in this movie, and spoiler alert, even though this shit came out in like 1993, so if you don't know this by now, you beat. Tim Allen becomes Santa Claus after knocking off the original Santa Claus from his roof, and I guess Santa Claus dies. And this makes Tim Allen's character uh, basically absorb his Santa powers. Now, my problem with the movie is that even though they don't show a corpse for Santa, at the time that Tim Allen's character knocks him off his roof, he doesn't believe in Santa. Which means he thinks he just killed some guy on his roof, and he never once like, questions whether he should call the police. Even though he clearly just killed a man. He's very comfortable just keeping this secret with him, which I find very disturbing. And... It also opens up this whole can of worms for me of like, how come the only way to become Santa is by killing the last Santa? That sounds really yeah. fucked up. And does that mean that there have been a bunch of Santas out there, but they've just been like horribly murdered by people who then become Santa themselves? And now the only ones that become Santa are just like the worst of the worst and like terrible murders, which means we're literally leaving out milk and cookies for some fucking murderer that slams down your chimney. I don't know, it's pretty scary stuff, and I don't like it, Tim Allen. You're making me think way too hard on this whole Christmas thing, and I already don't trust strangers. Especially bearded white dudes. That's so funny. I I never thought about that, but then also when they went to the North Pole, no one was really phased about the late Santa. Yeah, like, oh. like, like this is like happens all the time. Oh, yeah, Santa died, you know. <laughs> That's the third one this week. We'll see how long this one lasts. Wink, wink. It's like, come on, this is this is like the purge, but with Santa Claus. I remember at the end, the the stepfather was like, an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle? <laughs> I thought, what a bitch. Yeah, right. What a little bitch. <laughs> I've always wanted to put of weenies in my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. Okay. Yeah, what a fucking Let's loser. That in therapy. <laughs> Wasn't his character a therapist? Yeah, he was. Which, which makes it even well, worse. He, he's got some work to do. Yeah, he needs to go back to the academy. The <laughs> you know? Okay, so <laughs> my next one, I think we spoke about the other day, but but have you ever seen the movie um, 10 Things I Hate About You? Yes. I think you talk about that movie at least once every episode, so we should just yeah, probably. <laughs> have I just the segment. I Ledger so much. <laughs> so there's a scene where she goes to this party and she's like, fuck it. And Julia Stiles just starts drinking. And um, she she's a hot mess. And Heath Ledger feels kind of responsible for her. So, like, he's, like, helping her out. And they're having, like, um, a nice moment on the swing set away from everyone else. And then she barfs. Violently. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then Horrible. he, like, <laughs> drives her home. And she's, like, feeling kind of good about, I guess, um their relationship or whatever and she leans in for a kiss and he refuses it and then she cops a dude and leaves she's like i cannot believe like i just let myself be vulnerable and this guy rejected me but i wanted to like jump through the tv screen and shake her and be like you just barf yeah that's exactly what he should have done you haven't brushed your teeth you've got barf breath yeah, yeah, no one should be kissing your punk ass. I it's don't like, care if you're rich and white. No one wants to kiss you. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I would have not kissed your ass either, Julie Stiles. And she was hammered and he was like sober. So he was doing the right thing, even though he was a bad boy at heart, which means he was just a cool, good guy. 
and I respect that at the frat well, chat the, podcast. You know, I think the scene kind of posed it like he was like, you know what? I don't want her kissing me on false pretenses. I think I might like her, but I don't want to kiss her like this. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of like what what they were trying to achieve. But I wish he just threw in a line where he where he was like. You! you just puked. Yeah, you smell like fish, you know what I mean? lady. Uh, but they did avenge that scene in the forty-year-old virgin <laughs> when when he goes home with the drunk lady who can't drive. She shitface. As soon as she pulls into the house, she just yaks all over herself. That's kind of, <laughs> no, I'm okay on the sex, thank you. I think that's a. Uh, I think I think I basically they watched ten things I hate about you, and uh, they rolled. Yeah. They rolled. Probably. All right. So this next one for me. Is another holiday movie that I absolutely love, but I do see one big flaw with some scenes, and that's Home Alone. So, as the title of the movie notes, if you guys haven't seen it and you live under a fucking rock, even though there's even a remake coming out, uh, the whole thing here is that little Kevin is left home alone by his family on the way to Europe for the holidays. And when they realize what happened, the parents freak out, and the mom decides to do what she can to get back to her boy. And you see her, like, do everything she can to get a flight back uh, to home. But she can't. And she eventually has to go in a van with a polka band, I think it is, featuring the great John Candy that gets her oh, home. Love him. Love him. Literally have to mention him by name because I love him so much. Uh, now, here is my problem with this situation. She did all of this to get home. She made a million calls to airlines to find a flight. So she didn't have a single friend actually pick up the phone. Because I, I, I see her calling around, and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of answering machines. And obviously the cops fuck it all up because they're completely incompetent in the situation. That's police work, people. But you go on, and then you have this lady who supposedly calls every single one of her friends. And not one person picks up the phone. They don't even try it twice? Maybe three times? Maybe four? No, 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 no. I find that hard to believe, Mr. Mo. I find to believe someone that rich has such little friendships like come on everybody knows rich people have a ton of friends they buy them so not one friend was capable to pick up the phone for them during the christmas holidays say hello not one friend was there for them during their time of need like this is crazy to me come on which makes me believe that kevin being at home was an accident but this burglary was not this thing was staged right because i know these types of rich people they pull these scams all the time, right? These little, like, schemey, scammy scams. You know, they hire some guy to break into your house, steal a bunch of shit, destroy the place, and you get a big insurance payout. Or they pretend to slip and fall at JCPenney and run them out of business, which means Carlos can't get his long johns for discount anymore. Fuck you guys. I know they're out there. You know what makes me believe these people do this shit all the time? The fact that there was a sequel. The McCarthys were either total idiots and just terrible parents or criminal geniuses. And that giant house they had doesn't scream total idiot to me. So let me tell you that. Um, that's an inter- that, that's an interesting conspiracy theory. It's totally real, um, Mr. Mo. I, I do totally think that real. rich people do try to bend the rules to avoid um, or to, to try to cash in on insurance policies. Um, I, I read in an article recently that... Uh, Macaulay Culkin has a scar on his finger um, to this day, still there from when he shot the scene. Remember when the two burglars hung him from like, uh, like um, on the coat hook thing? uh, Yeah. And then and then the old man hit them with the shovel. Yeah. Well, when he was hanging up um, by his sweater, 
Um, Macaulay Falcon, Joe Pesci grabbed his finger and like bit down on it. Um, like jokingly, but apparently got a little too carried away. And to this day, Macaulay Falcon still has a, a scar on his finger from when Joe Pesci bit him. Wow. So is that why Macaulay Culkin, when there's a full moon, he turns into a Joe Pesci wolf? Say, like, yeah! Maybe, you know, What's wrong? Well, I, I, I think it's. I think <laughs> what am I, clown hat? <laughs> I'm like, you shouldn't bite child actors. And another yeah. part of me is like, I would do anything to have a scar from Joe Pesci's mouth. <laughs> like, what a cool cocktail party story, you know? I would be like, get my finger out of your mouth, you creepy old man. What the fuck? That's out of the script! Mom! <laughs> and plus, with Joe Pesci, apparently when they had to film that movie, you know, everybody knows what Joe Pesci's known for. He says fuck every three words. So they had to just keep reminding him to stop saying fuck every three words so there's a million takes out there where this man is just saying fuck fuck fuckity fuck 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 you know that to the fact that he's going around biting child actors i think this man's a liability Correct. tremendous actor but get him off my set damn it mm-hmm. <laughs> what am i a clown eh come here let me bite you kid no, get away from me, Joe Pesci. Dude, you sound like him. You're so good with voices. Yeah, baby. Joe Pesci's my dude, Mr. Mo. I gotta do him justice, you know? Or else he'll come after me like, eh, what are you doing, kid? And I'll be like, so sorry, Mr. Joe Pesci! Ah! And then I'll totally wet myself, so I just don't want to uh, do that. I don't want to embarrass myself in front of a, such a legend that is Joe Pesci. So, yeah, gotta, gotta do well for Mr. Pesci, for Joey P, as I call him, because we're totally personal friends. All right, so my next one is kind of random, but you ever watch the movie back in the day, uh, Mario Brothers? Yeah, with uh, John Linguizano as Luigi. Yeah, I mean, I I love him, and I I wanted to love the movie so bad because I was such a big Nintendo fan. I was so excited for this movie. Me but too. but I just remember being young and being like, eh, this is kind of subpar. Um, yeah. But it the, just didn't remind me enough of the video game. Like it, like the characters right. were there, but it, but it didn't like they didn't have the same look. They tried to give it this like dark like '90s vibe to it, and that's not what fucking Mario Benji. was. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't cool. And if people are upset at Chris Pratt, is it for being Mario now? Child like Wizardo being Luigi would have gotten him shot. <laughs> They would have been like, <laughs> Latina Luigi? <laughs> Get him off my screen, boy! Well, um, uh, I think the main villain, King Koopa, was Dennis Hopper. Yeah. And there's a moment where he, I guess he's trying to display his, like, lizard-like, like, genetics. But he sticks his tongue out in a very sensual way. And he's like, ah, and his tongue looks like, super long, like a lizard, you know? It's very, very, um sexual in nature i remember thinking to myself oh, yeah, like Seymour. even as a kid think it obviously kids want to see this movie obviously this movie is geared for young audiences and you're doing that tongue thing ew gross dude and i remember afterwards being like dad can i have a sega no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey mom i think i need a library card i think i'm ready uh, <laughs> yeah that was very weird that was extremely weird. I feel like there's much better ways that he could have shown that. Like, eat a chicken or something. That would have been cool. You know, like, just devour a chicken oh. whole. You have to, like, like, do that. Like, ew. Ew. Or growl. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's, there's just much better ways to display your lizard skills than by doing cunnilingus to the air. All right? Like, it's just weird. Yes. Totally so weird. Creepy. Only, unless you're Gene Simmons or Seamus Uncle Eddie, <laughs> I don't want to see it. So... Just saying. True. 
All right. What's your next one? Speaking of creepy, it's time now yeah. for me to take things a little into a little spooky zone. Oh. So, this next scene comes right out of the latest Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, which I actually just saw last week. But it's honestly a common problem with every single Halloween movie. And also, uh, Friday the 13th ones as well, because the villains are very similar, uh, just slightly different. But my problem here is that uh, in this latest one, you see this lady played by, uh, I think her name's Kyle from the Real Housewives fame. And she's oh, yeah, being Kyle chased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the movie. And she's being chased by the killer, Michael Myers. And let me tell you, in this chase, she is running at full speed. Like, she looks like fucking Usain Bolt, just crushing the Olympic and world record and the 100 meter sprint. And as she runs away from this killer, and yet Michael Myers is keeping up with her by walking. And not even like like a good uh, brisk speed walk either. You know what I mean? He's really taking his sweet time here. Like he's in no well, rush whatsoever. Stroll. <laughs> yeah, like he stops over to tie his shoes and shit. <laughs> like he takes selfies for the gram and stuff. He stands in line at, at those walls with like the big angel wings that all the girls uh, love to do. Meanwhile, this lady is literally finishing an escape triathlon. And yet, all of a sudden, she just, like, like finishes running. Like, ooh, okay. I think I got away. And then she looks over, and he's right there. Like, Aah! Like, what the fuck? How does she do in the movie? Because she, she's made a career out of being a real housewife. Actually, she was pretty good. Uh, it's funny, though, because, I mean, this movie is supposed to be set in, like, a small town or whatever. So you can tell that... They're just trying their hardest to make her look like a normal woman by like like de makeuping her, like not doing her hair, like doing all these things to just make her look as normal as possible. But I gotta say, she did pretty well. Like, she, if you wouldn't have told me that she's from the Real Housewives same, I would just thought she's like some normal actress who's just in this movie. So she no was complaints. one of the rich, she was one of the little kids in the first Halloween movie. Mind fuck. Oh shit! I had no idea. I, I think Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting her. Yeah. Yo, yes, because they did bring back like the whole cast, and they, that movie's pretty good. I have to say, it's a fun little ride. I uh, definitely enjoyed it. I do feel like eventually, like, you do just have to fucking kill the guy. You know what I mean? And, like, actually, like, kill him, kill him. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I liked it. Good stuff. We can't shoot him. We can't stab him. We can't burn him. Have they tried drowning him? Ooh, I have not seen that happen. Let's just put him, like, in a refrigerator and, like, <laughs> like chain it shut and just dump in the Hudson. Mm-hmm. That's what they do to politicians. and they never, They never come back up. That's true. That's definitely true. We haven't heard of Cuomo for a while, so I think that's where he's at. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay, so so my next one, I'm gonna put two together because it's the same like concept and it's, it's brief. Go on. Okay, so and Clueless, it's one of my favorite movies. Yes. There's a scene where she goes shopping and she's like contemplating her life. She's like, "What is this? What's that? Why am I feeling this way?" And then she's like, "I love Josh." <laughs> And I'm like, gross. Ew. That's your stepbrother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gross, and, man. And he's a college student and she's a high school student. I just think it's a little inappropriate. Yeah, it's very inappropriate. To me, that just seemed Ew. like a little like incestual. They had great chemistry, but still I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Because um, they, they kind of posed as he, as if he was like uh, uh, you know, a few years older. So I'm not quite sure if that's legal. And sure, they were like 
divorced at that point, so he technically wasn't a stepbrother, but he was, and they could have just picked him to be any other relationship to the family. Good family friend. Totally. It would have been better. But that is very creepy. And I get where all that stepbrother porn comes from. <laughs> I I also didn't like the fact in the movie where she was like sexually assaulted, um, and then in, in the car by Elton, and then like, oh yeah, came of it. that's but, true. Uh, what a shitty Friday night, you know. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, we need to, we need to hold um, that bastard accountable. What the fuck, you know? <laughs> Woke mod, go get him. That's a mess. And then, so um, so we fast forward a few years. I thought to myself, that was an incestuous relationship. That was pretty bizarre, and that was the age difference was bizarre. It's bad news. Fast forward a few years, we have Drew Barrymore in Never Been Kissed, where she goes into a high school to portray a high school student in order to write um an article. So she's older. Um, I guess she's in her 20s and she's posing yeah. a high school student. She even uh, recruits her brother, her real life brother in the movie, to also pose a high school student. Her brother was played by um, um, David Arquette. Ew, step brother, what are you doing? So he comes in and he's in his 20s, but he's um, in this movie, he's dating a high school student. I'm like, that's weird. She's oh, yeah. step brother, what are you doing? And then she ends up having this like, um, love story with her teacher, and even though technically they're similar ages, he doesn't know that. So yeah, he doesn't he know is that. Willingly, uh, like you know, um, <laughs> fawning over a high school student. I'm just like this you is so gross. Creep. Even at even at the time, I mean, now I look at him like that's weird. But even at the time, I re- remember watching this and being like, uh, "Who wrote this?" Yeah. Okay, so that's really bad. Do you guys not watch the news? The Weinstein Company presents. Ew, step brother, what are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, Simo. And the scene uh, that was cut out was where he finds out uh, that how old she actually is, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? It's not as it's not as sexy anymore. So I think we should uh, see other people." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're not 15. Oh, this isn't gonna work out. He's like, there yeah. goes the fantasy. Yeah, back wow. to the Target parking lot I grow. He's like, well, there's the silver lining. I have the opportunity of teaching summer school. Ching ching ching. And the kids are way dumber there. Much easier to get. Totes. Okay, yeah. what's what's your next one? So another movie that's a very popular scene that people hate is Titanic. And that one is, of course, where Rose is sitting there and the, with Jack in the end, like, hogging the big wood piece and, she, like, a selfish jerk. And she's like, I'll never let go. But she literally does let go and has him fucking float <laughs> off to the bottom of the sea. Like, now it would have been nice for his family to recover the body or anything that she had. Just sure, let him float. However, my problem is going to be with a scene with something that no one really talks about. But that's basically that Leo goes to town... Uh, on Rose this entire fucking movie they fall in love they bang in a car he goes to dinner with her uh, during the crash there together Leo even dies with her in all these moments showing Jack and Rose with a little uh, love story there but here's the thing are we forgetting that Leo did not come in this trip alone Jack came on the Titanic with like his best childhood friend ever this guy Fabrizio who's like literally his most trusted confidant and whatever happened to Fabrizio, you ask? I couldn't tell you, because after Jack had a little taste of Rose's poon saloon in there, we never heard from him again. 
And like, not even when all the shit's going down, as Jack goes like, "Hey, where's Fabrizio?" I asked, "What happened to Bros for Hose, man?" That's so funny. I never thought about that. Yeah, what happened to the guy? And like, not even like, a, "I'm sorry, I brought you along in this death trip, dude. My bad. We should have gone to Cancun instead, like you said. Uh, that would have been much nicer." But no, he just like let him die there. He's like, "Fuck you, dude." Like what? Which is so uncool. So I don't know. It kind of ruins it for me a little bit. Uh, maybe Leo DiCaprio's character in Titanic knew every single thing there was about making sweet love to a woman. However, he could have learned a thing or two about being a friend. And with that, I rest my case. Jeez. Not cool, Jack. I, I, I watched the movie the first time with my um, uh, roommate at the time. I remember Bronwyn, a friend of the show. Um, she, uh, so she and I watched it when we first got shut down for, um, the, because of the pandemic, when we, when we were all, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I almost say isolated. Quarantine. So we, we were, um, quarantine. Fucking idiots. So we're like, let's, we watched everything else. Let's drink and smoke and watch Titanic, I guess. We'd never <laughs> seen it. And, uh, the whole time I'm like, let me get this straight. This old bitch is making everyone listen to this slut story. It's basically her recalling <laughs> the time that she, you know, was a skank on a vacation. You know, yeah. a skank on a cruise. She cheated on so her fiancé. Yeah, was, it, was, she, was that her daughter or her granddaughter? That's her, that's her daughter. Yeah, it's her daughter. Okay, so she's making her daughter and all these strangers listen to this long story. They don't care about the story. They just want to know where that... Gem, that diamond is that necklace you know yeah. she makes him listen to all this long ass shit uh and then she tosses that that jewelry overboard i'd be like the fuck i'm gonna toss that bitch overboard and be like go get it and then died like she you know, didn't even have you with a free it. trip you got a free trip to come up here and we give you a, you know a free boat trip and we listen to your long three hour long retelling <laughs> of the time that you had sex in a car on a boat He's going to play us like that? The fuck is that? And and the entire time that they're listening to this like nine hour fucking story that took two VHS tapes to fucking uh, show back in the day. There's there's like millions and millions and millions of dollars being wasted. They have like sonar radars and stuff that are not cheap. They have like submarines and all this shit. Meanwhile, this lady is like, let me tell you about my story. And Jack and I went to dinner at... What did I have for dinner that night? Perhaps I had the shrimp. No, I had the hot dogs. Oh, I know they didn't have hot dogs in the Titanic. I'm just being crazy. Like, get off the fucking story, lady! Go bankrupt! <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. I yeah, that Rose sucks. Drop the fucking boat. Like, yeah, totally. She sucked. She's yeah, they're like, both very go. selfish. He did let go. <laughs> yeah. And he betrayed his best friend. So I'm, maybe I'm glad she didn't let go. After that, so but they both. Then she lived all they old and happy. Sucked. Yeah, they both are terrible. Uh, kids, <laughs> Fuck that. what can you do? Meanwhile, Fabrizio froze in the water and had blue balls. No one ever thought of him. Jerks. Anyways, keep it moving, Mister Mo. I'm getting hot here. Okay, so so my, my next one isn't necessarily a particular scene per se. It's 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 a lot of scenes really. But anytime I've seen Julia Roberts in a wig, I'm like, okay, why? Where's the budget on this? Yeah. Movie? 
Why does she do that so much? And she has normal hair. It's like she's bald. Like, what the fuck? Well, she's beautiful hair. But she, they always put her in... I think maybe they spent so much money on having Julia Roberts because she's a brilliant actress. Maybe they spent so much their funding on um, on her salary and they just they, they were like just cheap on the wigs. I don't know. But let me give you some examples. You know, so Pretty Woman, that blonde wig isn't fooling nobody. It's a cheap wig. A, a drag queen would be caught dead in that wig. And then we have Steel Magnolias, where she chopped all her hair off, and that is like the worst wig. Um, we see her in a similarly bad wig in um, uh, the what's it? Not Peter Pan, it's called Hook. Yes. Um, yes. Where she's that wig Tinkerbell. sucked. Yeah, and then she looked like a like an inbred Walmart customer. <laughs> she looked like she should have been like the Hills Have Eyes, like one of yeah. those movies, you know? Yeah. Jeez Louise, she looked like she would have bought a bird with its head taped on. That's what she looked like, you know. She so, she, so, she looks like her mom is her mom and her sister <laughs> all at the same time. Correct. Jean pulls a puddle. Jeez Louise. Um, and then also, she was in this um, uh, TV show. I think it's on Netflix or something. It's, it's called um, uh, Homecoming. Oh, yeah. And she had a jacked up wig in that, too. I was like, fuck. Is that like a funny shtick? Like, who hates her? Like, what? Someone's out for her. That's not nice. And, so and here's the any thing. Any wig that, she's worn is like, ugh. I'm thinking back at all these roles. And it's not like with the wigs come like like an accent or like a particular character that like goes along with it. She pretty much sounds and acts exactly the same. It's just Julia Roberts and funny hairs. Uh. <laughs> it really makes no sense. I think I've heard her do like a Southern accent once. That's about it. Uh. <laughs> oh, Julia. Man. I want to be famous enough to get a wig budget. That'd be nice. True. I, I have one more after that. How many more do you have? You have two more, right? I have one left now. Okay. All right. So this last scene for me comes to you from the 90s hit action movie starring an all-star cast of John Voight, Ice Cube, Owen Wilson, Danny Trejo, and J-Lo, Anaconda. And oh, yeah, that's a good one. And this movie has some crazy stuff that happens in it that I kind of look past because it's in the 90s and it was awesome. However, there is one particular scene I just can't look past. And this comes towards like the end of the movie when this like 80 foot anaconda eats John Voight's character uh, who is like the asshole in the movie and you want to see die anyways. However, the snake is not done with him. It decides to then turn its attention to like Ice Cube and and J-Lo and decides to spit John Voight's character out so it can make room for the good guys. And know that in the wild... Snakes sometimes will throw up their food for various reasons. You know, maybe they need to lighten their load <sighs> to escape oh, yeah, predators, or they eat something that is too big for them, or bulimia. Yeah, or they specifically ask for their steak medium rare, but they got it well done, and they know exactly what they want. And uh, it's not uh, the Outback Steakhouse's prerogative to feed this fucking snake a well done steak when it clearly asks for medium rare. Okay, I'm getting too into this. Uh, so yeah, it does happen. But the thing with these scenarios is, when the snake spits out said food, the fucking thing is dead. It's been crushed, choked, and devoured. It's dead. Yet, in this movie, when the snake pukes out John Voight's character, the guy, like, lands on his knees, and I shit you not, he, like, pans over to the camera and literally gives it a wink. 
He winks to the camera (laughs) before his body collapses. They're like, what the fuck? Like, what? (laughs) Why? Why even do that? Like, I really haven't seen a picture that fake since Simo tried photoshopping out the wrinkles on his Facebook profile picture. (laughs) It's terrible. Okay, it just made it look way worse. His forehead looked like an old vagina. It was not pretty. And neither was this. So whoever thought of this shit, like whoever thought this was a good idea of a scene, should just retire. Or the editor who let John Voight do this and just not cut it out. Maybe they could have filmed it and be like, yeah, sure. If you demand to wink at the camera, we'll film it. And look at the editor like, cut that shit immediately. What is that? He just winked. It, it was creepy. But it does raise a bunch of questions. Yeah, like, why is this you know. dead body being so creepy at me, Mr. Moe? What? What fucking kind of good questions could this possibly raise? This body should not have been able to physically wink at me. And it had no more questions. It was just, ah, now I'm upset, damn it. So creepy. I remember that vividly. Oh, yeah. What a great movie. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> Ice Cube was great in that. Yeah, he was. He was. Ice Cube is underrated actor i feel like i feel like anything that i've seen him in i've generally enjoyed remember remember the the blonde guy that had the um throat injury at the very beginning yeah yeah and then he, he just shows he up in the end of the end. movie like yeah like, oh, hey, hey, guys, guys, what did i miss <laughs> like oh my gosh dude <laughs> and he's like the only one that really knew snake wells aside from john Voight. it's like come on you're fucking useful like this trip was literally your idea dude you could wake up now Fucking jerk. They should have... I don't know why John Voight didn't use him as bait. But, like, listen, he might not even wake up. Okay, guys? Yeah. He may not. He may never wake up. Let's just use this. All right, so <laughs> this is my last one. And there's a little franchise called Sex in the City. Oh, yeah. And in the movie, that. Carrie Bradshaw, played by uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, she gets a purse to... I think it was her assistant in the movie, played by Jennifer Hudson. And this was the ugliest purse I've ever seen in my life. And Jennifer Hudson's reaction to this ugly, this fugly purse, to me, should have got her the Academy Award and not Dreamgirls. <laughs> She's like, oh! I, like, Go ahead, girl. oh! I, I, I saw this movie recently, <laughs> and, and my roommate was like, the purse is so ugly. And I was like, whatever, you know. But but after watching it with my own two, two eyes, I was like, holy moly. That's the ugliest bag. And like, ah, oh, how did these like fashionistas with a straight face talk about how beautiful this bag is? Yuck. <laughs> I haven't seen someone pretend to like something that bad since Simo uh, uh, was still having sex with women. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great, Chris. Yes, yes, I am totally enjoying this. Yes, oh, yes, I am done. Good night. <laughs> uh, no, that was more yeah. like me. That was, yeah. that, that was more like, oh, yeah, great, great. <laughs> Now, you know that that purse was definitely like a re-gift that she got for Christmas and hated. <laughs> totally. But Carrie, I gave you this purse last Christmas. I feel like when I, when I was sleeping <laughs> with women, I'd be like, would you mind if we, if we turn, if we pivot to the side a little bit so um, I can see the NSYNC poster behind you? Okay, <laughs> Now, I'm back in it. I'm back in it. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I also use the NSYNC poster thing to this day, and uh, surprisingly works very well. You know, uh, Justin just always knew how to look right into my soul with those uh, 
curly blonde highlight frosted tips. <laughs> mm. nice. Oh, no, it makes me think of ramen noodles. Yeah, it kind of really did. As fuck. <laughs> you know what? When, when I look at movies nowadays, now that I'm older, I look at things a little bit differently than I used to. And now I, I think to myself, like, okay, these two characters are down their luck. They're not very successful um, with their jobs or financially. But how did they score such a big home? You know what I mean? I'm like, how do these people not have any jobs, but they're able to live this baller lifestyle? This is things <laughs> I think about. I'm like, the fuck? And that is called white privilege, America. Wake up. It is time. But <laughs> all right. I'm white, and I don't, I don't live like that. Jeez. That's true. But that's because uh, those people are loved by their families. And that's the big difference. So. Yeah. And on that note, make sure you give us a follow on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. And make sure you give me a follow at Carlos Does the World on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, and at Carlos Does World on Twitter. And of course, follow a good buddy Seema over here at Chris.more.com and on Instagram and at Comedy on the Twit machine. And lastly, give a follow to the greatest comedy show of all time at greatest comedy show on Instagram. And make sure you check us out on Friday, November 19th at 7 p.m. at Broadway Comedy Club. Tickets are available at tiny.cc slash greatest comedy show. And make sure you use promo code FRATCHAT to save yourself 15%. Oh, yeah. Woo. So now, on that note, that was an epic list of shitty movie scenes, Mr. Mo, and I feel like we will revisit this topic again. But until next time, it's time to get us out of here, Mr. Mo. So hit it! Okay, I'm gonna put on my Julia Roberts wig, and I'm gonna okay. say I motion to adjourn this meeting. And I'm also gonna put on a Julia Roberts wig just because I think I'll look nice in it. And I'll say, suck it! Hello. All right, you guys, we'll be back next week! Adios! See you! <laughs>